What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 165, and this week we're going to be talking about two anthologies full of shorts that are surrounded around not just this holiday season, but just all holiday seasons. I guess all the different types of holidays throughout the year. So I didn't even realize that one of these was like that as well. And we just picked this one. It was an accident. Yeah, it was like an accident. We we picked holidays from 2016. And holiday hell from 2019. Yeah, it just came out. So we're going to be talking about that. Plus doing our horror shots. And we have some a giveaway to give away the December box. Yes, well, technically it's our second one of this month, but <laughs> well, we were late with November. Yeah, That's because why. we didn't do anything in November, but so we're gonna pick another winner. So if you guys don't know, we have a emailer that we do. It's called the VIP Club. You can go to longlivethevoid.com and sign up for free. All we ask is, you know, you fill out your information and don't put it in the spam box because if you do, then it just automatically takes you out of being a subscriber. So if you haven't done that, you should be good. And you should be in this list that we're going to pick from here in a second. So do you want to help me do the honors? Yes, I'll tell you when to stop. Okay. All right. Just tell me when. Stop. Slade. So congratulations to you, Slade. I hope you're listening. Uh, We'll be, of course, hitting you up to let you know about it anyways ahead of time. So, um, But I'm going to go ahead and write you right now. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, man. We'll send you out a box full of goodies. I hope Um, you like the movies. I'm sure he'll get back to me because, you know. He's a he's been listening for a while now, um, but uh, very cool guy. So congratulations to you! Congratulations. Now keep in mind, guys, uh, if you want to win one, we'll, we're we're going to do one next month in January. Okay, mm-hmm. for the it'll be in the middle of the month. We usually do it around the fourteenth or fifteenth. So we'll contact you through your email. If you haven't signed up, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com, go to the VIP club section, or it's on the front page as well where you fill out your information, and then you're entered. You just put in your email. Yeah. Well, you got to put in where you live and everything. (laughs) Yeah. So not your address, just, just the city and state, I think. So how are you, Christina? What's going on? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. Doing yeah. much better now. He got his TV, so I don't. <laughs> I don't exist anymore. That's not true. I've just been trying to fine tune it because you know how it is when you set up your entertainment center. You want to get it just right so that you never have to fuck with it again. No, no. You keep fidgeting with it, like oh, it's not right. Then you fix it. Then you, then something else breaks. <laughs> It's all your fault. That's just, I'm just it's used to it. I have to fix everything, so I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, it looks really fucking nice, though. You like it, right? It's nice. Yeah, you like it. It's I, a TV. I don't know why you downplay like, it. I'm not downplaying it. It's a TV. We what? have two. <laughs> we have three TVs, Alex. She, she doesn't it's know the TV. difference. She can't see the difference of the care. 4K. I just don't care. It's a nice TV. I like it. You, yeah, you like it a lot. You spend all. She just your doesn't want to admit that she likes it. All your time with the TV now yeah. until you get bored with it. So this it. is all just a jealousy thing because I'm rubbing my dick against the oh, side of the television. Yeah. It's jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where the Ethernet port goes. Oh, it's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we've been fucking with that shit, trying to li- watch 4K. I've never seen 4K, so I mean, I have in like stores and shit, but like, but sitting in your living room, that's like the real thing for me. So uh-huh. it's like really interesting. So we're expecting our uh, bandwidth, what is it, caps to go get busted this uh, month for Thanks. some reason. Yeah, you're welcome. Because it doesn't even matter what it looks. <laughs> never mind. Right. <laughs> You hear that, guys? If you just rub, uh, get old film, like from 1920 or some, wherever, whenever the first fucking, I can't even think, whenever the first reel of fucking uh, film was ever made, just stomp on it, scratch it up, and then put it in the reel, and it'll just look the same as a 4K TV. So, I have a question. So, okay, now yeah. that you have a 4K TV, yeah. what about getting rid of your VHS? Because VHS looks like crap, so I don't even know why I you didn't have say that it looked like crap. All this VHS... There's a difference between VHS and 4K, sure. But you're the one that said VHS looks just as good, so... Yeah, it does, but it doesn't mean you need to keep it around and take up room everywhere. Well, that's you just pr- proved my point, so we don't need to get rid of it now because it looks just as good, so we might as well just keep that, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you control. Anyways, I think it Anyways. might be... Anyways. <laughs> I think it might be that time... Oh shit! Horse shots. All right, guys. So we're back, and we're going to be doing one of the shots that isn't really necessarily surrounding any one of these two anthologies that we're reviewing today. Because it's, it's holiday holiday. It's pretty hard to make up a shot off of what, like eleven or twelve fucking shorts, <laughs> right? So we're just calling this a holidays. Real original. D A Z E. And, uh, you know, it's a holiday horror days uh, fucking shot. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It sounds pretty good, actually. It's one part butterscotch liqueur, one part sour apple pucker, one part Jack Daniels, and then you're going to have a cherry each separately. You're going to mix sugar and cayenne pepper separately in a small bowl. And then you're going to rim this shot. So you wet the shot on top. Usually you can just put the top of the shot on a wet paper towel and then stick it in the sugar with the cayenne on top. Then you're going to pour your shots out, of course. You can do it in a mixer if you like it cold or not. I think it's fine either way. Probably cold is better just because you got butterscotch and fucking sour apple pucker. But that should be good. However you like it. When you shoot these, you're going to shoot these first. Then you're going to eat your cherry. You're just one of you can do maraschino or whatever cherries doesn't matter. And then you scream happy holidays, motherfuckers. And that's pretty much it. 
That's how you do holidays. Happy holidays, motherfucker. Woohoo. That's right. So I think it sounds pretty good. I'm sure yeah, it's going it to be does. kind of an odd mix <laughs> at first, but I don't know. Sounds holidays to me, you know. Very holidaysies. You know what I mean? So I don't know what apples has to do with fucking holidays, but I guess apple pie, huh? Oh, yeah. It's a it's a holiday flavor. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to put in it because we're doing like literally both of these movies span the cross of the whole year. Right. So. Right. But uh, if you would like to do a holidays, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes. <laughs> Of holidays from 2016 and holiday hell from 2019. That's right. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, guys, so we're going to, of course, kick this off in chronological order as to when they came out, because I like to do that for whatever reason, unless it's like such a bad movie, I'll save that for the end, but <laughs> it kind of works out this week. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to kick it off with Holidays from 2016. This is on Netflix, guys, so if you haven't seen this yet, we won't spoil anything, of course, we're just going to kind of talk generally about anthologies. Anthologies are a kind of a weird thing to talk about it's like, like reviewing wise right like so you kind of just have we're going to be very general about it we'll give you our general thoughts and whether we think it's worth watching and then when we get into our spoilers and trivia we'll get into more of the each of the uh segments individual, in it yeah yeah we're not going to go on and on about each and every single one no but we'll kind of give you a gist of some of the fun stuff that was in it so that if you have seen it you can recollect or whatever but just just want to let you know moving forward so essentially, Holidays is an anthology feature film that puts a uniquely dark and original spin on some of the most iconic and beloved holidays of all time by challenging our folklore, traditions, and assumptions. <laughs> assumptions. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of directors in this. I'll just name them off and then uh, I'll just okay. go through them. So I'm going to go through a kind of list of the directors that were in this and who helped write and direct it, I bet, I guess. Uh, not so much the stars in it, unless there's somebody in it that was really notable. But uh, for one of the segments, the first segment is uh, Kevin Kolsch did a, did a segment in this. He's the guy who directed Starry Eyes, Pet Cemetery Reboot, Scream TV series. Plus, it looks like he'll be directing Mama 2, which, if you remember, is the first one was directed by Annie Muschietti, uh -huh. who did all the It Chapter 1 and 2. Wait, yeah. so this director directed... Is going the, to be directing and has directed part two of Mama. And he did a set, the segment in in this. Yeah, it's called Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Yeah. That was him? Yeah. I would have never known. He also has a partner that he works with in all the movies that he's directed and written, and that is Dennis Wedmeyer, who co-directed all the movies that I just mentioned. Plus, he also is working on the same movies as well. So they're like a director-writer team. 
Uh Um, that have come to fruition. Also has director-writer Gary Shore, who was the director for Dracula Untold. He's also working on some movies called The Zero and an untitled movie called Queen... It's a Queen Mary film. We don't know what the name is, actually, I should say. Queen Mary? Like the ship? Yeah. So Gary's in there. We also got... uh, He did the st patrick's day one we got writer director nicholas mccarthy who did the pact at the devil's door and the prodigy he did easter we got writer director sarah adina smith she's directed uh, busters malhart the midnight swim and room 104 she did the mother's day episode or segment i should say there's also father's day which was written and directed by anthony scott burns who has been a second unit direction on the in the tall grass on netflix the stephen king uh, movie Help me, help yeah. me. <laughs> also a movie in post-production that uh, he's working on called Come True. I'm not sure what that is. Is that a porno? <laughs> also, we have Halloween, the segment in this one that was written and directed by Kevin Smith, obviously the director of Clerks 1 and 2, Dogma, Red State, Tosca, many more. His What's... daughter is in this movie or in this segment too, so Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Also, we have another segment called Christmas with writer director scott stewart who directed priest legion he's also an established producer for films like dark skies and the dominion tv series which also this stars seth green oh that makes sense also we have new year's uh segment which is directed by adam egypt mortimer who is the director of daniel isn't real which i'm looking to probably do a review on and put it up on youtube or something uh-huh. he also did some kind of hate and he's working on a title called arch enemy and which is in post-production right now probably already finished uh it's also written by kevin kolsch and dennis widmer who both did some of the other segments in this so and that was for the new year's segment so christina we don't know the budget on this one i, I tried to look but i didn't see it but That's christina I, and, and the weird thing is is because usually how anthologies are done you have one production team who oh, who uh-huh. basically spreads the costs of whatever everybody. segment yeah and usually it's it's like going to a festival where you don't really get anything you know uh-huh. like where if like if i if you're in a band and you're playing a festival you don't get paid as much at festivals right you know for whatever reason so right pretty much the same thing i would assume but i mean this was a pretty big budget one I'm, i would assume just by the quality of it but oh yeah and the bigger directors right that were directing so what did you think of this I thought holidays was a good idea, mm-hmm. um, but I thought they should have swapped out some of the stories. Like it, it seemed like some of the stories. It's like the story was already written, and then in order for it to be in the anthology, it's like, oh, we gotta throw in a holiday, <laughs> so this will match up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, so it will match up. And well, I, 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 I wonder if they were like, well, yeah, because this one goes in order. Right, the, the, per the year. So yeah, so everybody first, was able to get like one holiday all the way up right. in order, sequential so order. So it was Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Halloween, Xmas, New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, like, so what I did, what I really liked about the overall anthology I did like the greeting card, like every time one of the segments ended, uh-huh. ended, there was a greeting card and it opened. I don't know why. Yeah, I, and it would say like, like so happy much. after everyone yeah, or before happy everyone. Happy Valentine's Day or happy St. Patty's Day. And it was or like. Merry Christmas. It was done really well. But I'm like, I love greeting cards and I have antique greeting cards like on our wall in the hallway. <laughs> right. And there <laughs> so wasn't. I, 
There wasn't like a, sometimes in anthologies, they'll do like a intercut segment. Right. That embraces all of the segments, but they didn't really do that in this one. It was just like, hey, this is Valentine's Day. Hey, this is each individual. So, and they didn't show it until the end. So it was almost like you had to guess what holiday it was because some of them were like, what holiday is this supposed to be? Like, is this supposed to be Father's Day? I know the Father's Day one. I was like, what? Yeah, well, I liked that like, they did it at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I did too, because it kind of kept you kept you. Well, guessing. you kind of guess it pretty quick on most of them, but. Right. Yeah, I thought that was clever. What did you think of the acting and the, like, stories? You said the stories weren't that good. Some of this, see, like, this is so hard reviewing anthologies. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really liked two, maybe three of the stories. Out of seven? Right. And two of them I really wanted or more. Eight. Sorry. Right. Yeah, that's not that much. But uh, two of them, I really wanted to know more of okay. the stories. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it was worth those two or three. Right. I think it was a good. But overall, it was like, I gave it like a six. Really? Yeah. Is that uh, low? Hard to please. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, it's funny for me. I, I don't remember too much about this anthology, this particular one, Holidays, from when I first watched it. Because I did watch it before. And at the, at the time, it didn't seem all that memorable. Like, at least in my memory, which uh-huh. is pretty fleeting these days. Uh-huh. But upon second viewing, I actually really liked this. Uh-huh. Like, I was, you know, anthologies are pretty hard to nail. Now, did you like all of them, you think? Well, or? I mean, the thing about anthologies is that they are only as good as the sum of their parts. Right. So, i.e., if there's a good one in the sum of these parts, <laughs> <laughs> some great one, you know, it tends to make the overall experience better. Uh-huh. You know, you're a little more forgiving when you see a really good one. Or if it's really bad, then you're kind of like, Oof. Um but I thought everything was pretty good in this, you know, like sometimes when you watch an anthology, it's a really just a mixed grab bag of good and bad stuff. And this, however, seems to have like the the continuity Overall. and like uh-huh. feel and vibe for each of them. They all kind of melded together, including the music and like the score work and stuff. So they wanted to give it like this feel. And uh-huh. I thought that they all worked together, considering that there's this many people big names working on it, you know, that want to put their own stamp on each of these uh, segments. I thought it flowed pretty well together. Uh I wasn't, like, disappointed. I was just like, oh, that could have gone further or, you know. Right, right. But I've seen so many bad anthologies. It's kind of, you know, this one's actually not that bad. Eight stories in this, as we mentioned, and not just Christmas stories, but the whole year of holidays turned on its head into horrific little doses of fun horror uh, and sometimes some very vibey shit, too, like creepy kind of still. There are some that are just okay or Mm -hmm. above average, in my opinion. I still think it's pretty damn good, though, and awfully fucking weird sometimes. A couple of those were like, what? Yeah, the Easter segment comes to mind right away. That's a pretty unsettling one because it's kids and freaky shit. Yeah. And uh, that one kind of pushes the boundaries a little bit. And I thought that was actually kind of good because, you know, without spoiling it, they basically put a twist on Easter, Bunny, and Jesus, and 
the whole Christian celebration <laughs> and pretty much just come on a Bible for it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's pretty, you pretty much summed it up right there. But it's pretty cool, too. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, I think it would, if it was too long, it would be bad. Oh, yeah. But this is bad. just like the right kind of format for it. It was weird. Yeah, I liked it, though. I thought it was fucking creepy. Right. Um, but I won't say much more. Other than that, I think, you know, this is a highly rewatchable anthology in, in comparison to a lot of the other ones. And I think you should check it out if you have not already. It's up on Netflix, like I mentioned, for the time being. And I think it's worth your time. I don't think it's going to be a 10 out of 10, but so don't go expecting that. But I think you'll find some pretty creepy shit in it right. that you might not see in other, you know, anthologies. And if you're looking for something like, to watch for Christmas, there's a good, there's a really good Christmas one in there. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. What the, the bad thing about this is, two of the segments kind of run together uh, in the same kind of tone. Yeah, it, it's almost oh, like yeah, they had the same a, twist. Yeah, it, and it was Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, was, they were yeah. kind of like very similar, so it kind of like lost the impact of the last one. You right. know, like, and I almost think that I feel like they changed the ending of the New Year's one because mm-hmm. of that reason. I don't know. I just, I, I think, you know, I think this is probably a 7.5 for me uh-huh. personally, 7 or 7.5. I think that's fair. This isn't the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but it's pretty damn good when you consider the sum of all its parts. Uh-huh. I'd give it a rewatch sooner than later. Okay. You know, there's a lot of them that I'll skip and I'll never watch again as far as anthologies go. Right. This isn't one of the bad ones. This is a nice trip. Right. You know, it's not a speed bump or anything like that. It's just like it actually sticks its neck out a little bit. Some of the uh, some of the stories in this kind of remind me of like a like a channel 0 kind of feel. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like just kind of that Easter one, yeah. Yeah, there's some some really kind of twisted shit in yeah, there. Yeah, the Father's Day. And it's done well, like it's shot well. Right. Like everybody did a really good job in my opinion and it's really aesthetic with the lighting and like I don't know. It's just kind of freaky shit. Mm-hmm. Thought it was cool, man. So but yeah, so Christina gave it a six. I gave it a seven, seven point five. I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, so it's comes out to about six point seven five for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in there, that's probably in the middle. Uh, if you guys have seen it, though, I'd love to hear uh, what you think about it. So let us know. If you haven't seen it, does, did we interest you in in what? what there is to offer here without spoiling it of course speaking of which we'll get into our spoilers and trivia now and kind of break down each of the segments real quick in a very short way um i wrote a little bit down for each of the segments here and i mixed in some of the trivia with it oh, okay good so there wasn't a lot of trivia for this good but <laughs> the first segment that we get is valentine's day which i actually kind of like this is the one that kevin Kolsch and dennis widmeyer did um, you, li- you like that one? I thought it was pretty good, actually. Oh. Why didn't you like it? It was just cringy. It was so, like, tropey. It was horror tropey. And- yeah, but most short <sighs> things are. Yeah, and then it's one of those where I thought they just threw in the Valentines. Like, they were like, oh, we gotta make this Valentinesy. Yeah, but they really pick on that girl. And you also wonder why the fuck the coach isn't stepping in. But essentially, to give you guys an idea, uh, if you're still sticking around past this to the spoilers, you got Maxine, who gets picked on in school by, by her swim team, calling her Maxi Pad over and over again. It's a, I thought it was a pretty great segment. She gets picked on by them. She's obviously in love with the coach who, you know, turns a blind eye to all of her bullying. He knows all about it, but does nothing about it. See, that was weird and creepy. Yeah, that was weird. Like, why wouldn't you step in and do something? 
But I guess, you know, some kids need to have, you know, them stand up for themselves. So maybe it's just lost maybe in translation. He, maybe school policy, he can't. Beat the shit out of the other girls. Yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> well, yeah. school policy prevents him from child, doing child abuse. <laughs> well, one day he hears her getting specifically bullied and he decides... You know, he's on the phone with his wife and they're arguing and shit about Valentine's Day. And he's like, fuck, I'm just going to give her the card I was going to give my wife because she's a fucking cunt. I guess. <laughs> if that's what you want to say, Christina. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not. Cunt. <laughs> Don't hold me down and fuck my mouth. All right. <laughs> but, you know, he gives her a Valentine's Day card, slips it into her locker after she gets bullied and she gets it. And then is like sees it as him saying, love, coach you know, whatever, Thomas or whatever his name is, and then goes out and beats up the big bully by cutting out her heart for Valentine's Day and giving it to the coach and literally hands it to the coach at his home. And Uh it's like, and she's just smiling the whole time. And he's like, what the fuck? I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't like it. Yeah. And I thought that was, a. I don't think they should have opened up with that story. I don't know. Well, you, you want to have a somewhat strong offering, but nothing too strong. to overshadow the the end, usually. Right. Um. So that one you didn't like. I thought it was pretty good. thought it was above average. thought some of the scenes that they did and how they showed how they did was pretty cool. Uh-huh. The second one was pretty creepy, because you got creepy kid in Patrick St. Patrick's Day, which Gary Shore wrote and directed this one. Uh, it's about Grania. This fucking weird redheaded kid in Ireland who's in school and the teacher is like trying to be there for her because she's she seems very distant from the other kids. And so she's trying to make her feel at home and this little girl won't say anything. She's like, why don't you put on a smile for me? And then she's like, I can. And then she finds a note and it says, I'll only smile if you wish for your heart's desire. (laughs) And it's like, okay. And then she makes a wish to have a baby, apparently. And you find out that it's a fucking snake. A snake baby. Yeah. And the kid's like haunting her and like she even slaps the bitch for fucking one time. And then she just turns and smiles at her all fucking soulless and creepy. I was wondering if that was a real like Ireland folktale. Yeah, they shot it there. It well, is. I know they sh- but is it an actual like folktale from yes. the olden days? That segment references the uh, a Norwegian folktale called oh. The Lindworm Prince. Right. Also known simply the Lindworm. Okay. Uh, apparently there's a bunch of different versions of the folklore or folk tale, I should say. Um, the version anthologized in the seminal Asborgensen and the Mo collection, that's apparently where it comes from, is the most popular one. The folk tale tells a, of a queen giving birth to a snake creature, and when the creature is born, it flees into the land. When the creature grows up, it becomes a prince. Oh. So they turned it and twisted it into there. Which that's this cool. This one was really good, actually. Yeah. It went some places that you're like... What the fuck? And then right. she was pregnant with him for like two years. There's a lot going on in this short. Yeah, there was. There was a lot. 
there's a lot to offer. It wasn't simply creepy child does creepy things to creepy adult, you know, but she, the, the lady who did the actor, oh, the actress, yeah. she was really she good. She was really good. The child was really creepy. Even the baby snake was cute. The weird thing about this short is that they end up at Danny Zuko, who happens to be some, Oh yeah, I forgot. He's like the devil or something like that. And he had sex with her when she was like asleep. And that's how she got pregnant with, with the, the snake. snake. Yeah, but Danny Zuko, for those of you who don't know, he's a he's the character in Greece. Yeah, we had to look it up because you're like that's familiar. Yeah, John Travolta yeah. character. Yeah, so in Greece, it's funny. like what the fuck? There was a lot of tension and vibe in this one. Yeah, it gets a little silly at the end, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, the third segment that we're going to talk about is Easter, and this is the one that fucking blew my mind when I first saw it. I was like, what? the fuck this one is uh, the one that is directed by nicholas mccarthy um it's essentially about the jester bunny <laughs> that's what i call it that was awesome <laughs> it's like this egg rolls into the house of this the single mom and her child who this child's obviously missing her dad and he's dead and she's wishing for her dad to be back it gets kind of weird and sexual too at one point yeah um Twice, actually. The mom lays back on the bed and she's all rubbing her legs, all sexually. Yeah, that was weird. Um, like she was waiting for the Geister bunny to come lay an egg inside of her <laughs> or something. Geister <laughs> bunny. But the, this egg rolls into the house. The door opens by itself, the sliding glass door, and it rolls into the house. The girl was like previously saying, will daddy be back? Will you ever bring daddy back for Easter so I can celebrate it with him? And she's like, I don't. I think she tells her, yeah. Yeah, well, the, he'll what, be back. What happened is, is the mom was standing over when she was going to sleep, and she was like, "Just everything will be like how it was last year." Last, yeah, yeah. And then she said, "Oh, is Daddy gonna be here?" Yeah, like ooh. Yeah, no, I was like, "Oh, not. poor choice of words." Go to sleep, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> May your tears comfort your guide into sleep. Um, but yeah, this egg rolls in a little little chick like a chick like a chicken baby chicken a chick pops out and kind of morphs into a fucking man bunny (laughs) that's like part jesus and part easter bunny all flesh no hair jester bunny a jester bunny exactly but it's fucking weird she sneaks out sees him and she thinks it's the easter bunny but she's scared because he's being weird you see him hold his hand out and you see like the holes that jesus had in his hand when he was on the cross and a little that's what it was yeah the the little i'm sorry yeah the egg cracks you don't really see what happens but then he comes out and then he shows his hand and the easter little chick comes out of his fucking hole in his his hand yeah his crucifixion wounds like what the fuck that's weird then he hears the little girl in the hallway and he runs at her, cutting her off before she can get back to her room. And then he like makes her fucking finger his spear wound on the side of him. That's the notorious spear wound that the fucking Romans stuck into Jesus. And he's like, oh, oh, and his weird, fleshy, creepy Jester bunny face. It was weird. <laughs> that was really uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> Most of it was. It was really like, ooh. I think they could have done better with this idea, but anyway. It, it pleasures him greatly. Let's just say that. Um, probably the most, the creepiest 
most blasphemous short in this bunch. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Did you like the way this one ended? I didn't like the ending. I don't Where, even oh, remember. Well, she, gets, she gets killed. Yeah, she because she sees the G-Ster bunny, he's like, she's like, I won't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. He's like, doesn't matter. It's too late. You're going to take over my position now. Then yeah. You're going to be the G-Ster bunny. And it's like, <laughs> you're what? Gonna be the and then she's like, well, am I able to see my mommy ever? And he's like, no, you'll never see her again. And then you see her all <laughs> like morphing into a fucking... <laughs> girl g-ster bunny i thought that was stupid it's weird that ruined it for me <laughs> maybe there's some deeper meaning but i thought it was creepy as fuck so the next short is mother's day and this is where the girl gets pregnant with a child every time she has sex remember that every time she has sex she gets pregnant right and this is directed by sarah adina smith um she was like even in the beginning she's like she was like but do you use protection she's like yeah like two or three each time yeah, two or three condoms and birth control. Because essentially what's happening is she's going into the doctor and looking to get an abortion because she keeps again. getting... Yeah. Yeah, again. For like the 10th time. Yeah, or I think <laughs> it was more than that. I think she said like 20. Yeah, so like it was kind of a like, you know, even the nurse was like, that's a bit much. Right. Um, so she like offers her to get some help outside of the, the place. The doctor's sister. Yeah, the doctor's sister who has this like spiritual... Retreat. Retreat or whatever. Up in the Joshua Trees. Forest or whatever? Yeah, Joshua State Park. Oh, California. I don't know. Well, they basically do ayahuasca nude and dance around with a bunch of ladies. Looks like a fucking witch's coven or something. Uh, the retreat is actually for people or for women who are infertility, who have infertility. Infertility. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like the queen because she's allowed to have women and they, they, they basically hail her as like the woman who's going to give birth to the the next the com second coming of Jesus or something yeah or maybe something darker but i think it could be both because they drug her and keep her there for months on end and she mm -hmm. tries to get away and she this girl chases after her and they're like don't hurt her don't hurt her there's the baby and she falls over and busts her stomach open and a fucking demonic arm comes out of her stomach <laughs> So I'm wondering if, like, if she'd not fallen over, it would have been God, like Jesus. Oh. And, and because she fell over, it was like a demon. I don't know. I Because they mishandled it? a little bit too deep. Because the guy who had sex with her, I think, was a demon? Wasn't he a demon? I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. They're having a little nude woman soiree with the one dude who's like apparently banging them all. <laughs> Trying to get everybody pregnant. Yeah, he's the fucking rooster of the fucking hen house. <laughs> fucking flapping his dick around. I thought I didn't like that one. It was a little weird. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan. The next one's Father's Day, which is Anthony Scott Burns movie. Or short, I should say. It's about a, a woman teacher who receives a happy Father's Day package with a tape recorder and a tape. And she's like a teacher. You hear her on the phone talking about her students or something, right? Yeah, I, I have to grade papers this weekend. Yeah. Like, I don't know what grade or whatever, but I don't think it really matters. But it's her father saying that he's, like, sorry that he left her and that if she'd be willing, if she wants to meet him, he left instructions on how to find her him. 
like on the other side of the tape and so she like leaves the house and like goes to the location and Mm -hmm. oh and she she also she called i thought it was an important part she called her mom and left a message and was yelling at her that she lied to her about the dad being dead right and yeah stuff like that i thought that was i really i really felt like they they were gonna have her mom say he is dead or something because this one didn't make any sense to me Right. I didn't really understand it. I think this is one of the stories where I think it needed more time. Didn't you say something about, like, she was, like, going to death? Like, her father was death? No, I didn't think the father was death. I think he was going... I think he was actually going to see God. And then he got... Since he was allowed to go see a God, or the God, I don't know. um, He was stuck in, like, purgatory or something? Yeah, he got stuck, and then he was able to... Well, I'm jumping way ahead. But he he was leading her to this purgatory place. Okay, because like it was pretty cool, like him, like it was so cool how they did it. Like, yeah, it was like him talking to her as a child on this tape because he had planned this for her to get it when she was old enough to make her own choices. And you can hear her talking, her dad talking to her as a child. And like, he's just up here, honey. We're going to be there soon, honey. I'm so glad that you decided to see me. Stuff like that as he's and she's like, who are you talking to, daddy? Uh-huh. Talking to you, honey. Yeah, you know, was, stuff yeah, like that. that. Was good. It there was, was some good. cool stuff. It was really tense. And she's like, what? That's the one that reminded me of like a um, uh, Channel Zero sort of yeah, story. Yeah, it totally did. It totally did. You know what I mean? Because like that just had that vibe and that feel and which was really done well. But how it ends, I was just kind of like, yeah, Meh. it was it was this one needed more time. Right. And this was one of the ones where they just threw the holiday in. Yeah. I think, oh, well, she father. Crossed, oh, it'll just be Father's Day. She sees a man in a chair in this doorway of this abandoned, busted up house. He's all dead and old. And she crosses this line of salt. Did you notice that? Yeah. And then disappears. Yeah. And that was it. It's like, yeah. okay. I don't and know. the mom, and they did show her cell phone and her mom was calling her. So Right. It would, and I it thought it was going to be nice. like, they were going to play the message and be like, yeah. he's been dead for... You know, he really is dead. I never lied to you. Yeah, he died when you were five. He did. What are you talking about? Where are you? You know, like something like that would have been cool. But I I don't know. I still like that one. But and then there was the sixth segment, which was for Halloween. This is the one Kevin Smith did with his daughter, which is kind of a weird subject to tackle and putting your daughter in it. Yeah. That was (laughs) the first thing I thought. I was like, really? Kind of weird. And then Uh, I think this was this the first. movie he put her in no 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 this came out in 2016 yeah she i think she was in tusk when does tusk i don't know i (laughs) I didn't do that dig deep okay okay i'm not a kevin smith anyway yeah anyway (laughs) so it's essentially about a cam house with a bunch of girls who were in a cam house uh essentially doing webcamming for money with this fucking douchebag slave lord that calls all the girls whores and shit like that for his business. He's essentially this like fucking fucked up guy. And you've seen him in other pimp. movies, by the way. He's the cam cam model pimp. Yeah, pimp, essentially. But he like tricks like kind of girls who are looking to get money and need some sort of support. And he tricks them into doing it and then like basically captures them and forces them to do like his bidding. And have sex with them. Right. It's kind of gross. But um, they they make kind of like a weird connection like to Coven of Witches. To make it Halloween-y. Yeah, they stand up to this guy who's, like, calling them whores and shit like that. And they're like, no, 
We're not fucking going back to work. We're getting the fucking night off. Did you know that a coven of witches was considered to be three women, more than uh, more than two pe- women in a room? And that was considered, you better fucking back the fuck up. <laughs> this one was weird. They stick a fucking dildo up this guy's ass and put it on like max settings and like yeah. tie it up to a car battery to make it so it's like really strong. It seems like it, it's a good story going back and forth talking to somebody, but out on print. Yeah. That's probably why it's an anthology. Yeah, and it, let's just throw Halloween in there. And then they were like, yeah, show us your pussy, you know, like. Yeah. And he, like, they're on a computer in the other room while they're wired him up into the cam room and they're like yeah show us your pussy he's like i don't have a pussy she's like we'll make one and then slid scissors underneath the door yeah and then he like has to like cut his shit off i don't know that one was kind of weird um the next one is a christmas one uh the seventh one which is by scott stewart uh seth green is in this one he's like late to get his last christmas present for his their kid or something like that and he's gonna get this like you view thing which is like a vr vr headset that makes you see whatever your mind wants to see somehow by reading your brain waves which it's kind of funny a little bit mm-hmm. um but the guy before him gets to the shop before him and the owner of the shop sells him that one that he had called and asked him to hold for him because he was late because he was late like always apparently mm-hmm. and uh the guy before him he like begs him to give it to him he's like i'll give you five hundred dollars he's like sorry buddy be be on time next time mm-hmm. you know first come first serve then you uh he's like walking back to his car defeated and he sees the guy who told him no, like laying on the ground, grabbing his chest like he's having a heart attack, trying to reach for his pills. And he's like, oh, my God, I'll call 911. And then he sees the gift like sitting on the ch- on the seat of the passenger seat. And he's like, hmm, I could steal this. And he nobody would give a shit. Right. But I, I would have still given the guy his pills. I just would have taken it and then given the pills if I was going to be that shy. Yeah, but then the story wouldn't have. Right. Turned out, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed a little unrealistic, but it is a, you know, short story, so. Right. But anyway, he goes back to the house feeling guilty as fuck about this, but his kid's happy and his wife's happy, and, like, she's kind of a bitch. She'll, like, get mad at him all the time for stuff. He's kind of a pushover, and, like... The kid's like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. He's like, Dad, put it on and see what you see, because everybody sees something different. And he puts it on. It's like some fucking porno. (laughs) (laughs) And then then he starts seeing, like, because he's thinking about the guy he left for dead, he starts seeing from the guy who's dying eyes while he's stepping over him for that gift. (laughs) And it, like, feels really bad. And he forgets to log out, and his wife sees it. She's like, I saw everything. And he was like, fuck. She's like, why'd you do it? And he was like, because I was tired of being pushed around. And she was like, I, that is the hottest thing you've ever <laughs> said. And they fuck. <laughs> and then in the morning, he wakes, they wake up and she's not there. She's in the shower. She's in the shower and he grabs her headset. She forgets to log out and he sees that she's been actually fucking murdering people. No, no, no. She murdered her boss because um, the boss wouldn't give her a promotion or a raise or Christmas bonus. It was a Christmas bonus. That's right. Right. Uh, So he sees that and then he's like, oh, fuck, she's even worse than me. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of one of those ironic. I like that story. I thought it was good. That was good. But that's the thing about the next one, the the New Year's New Year's. 
segment that Adam Egypt Mortimer did. He um, and Kevin Colson did Dennis um, Widmeyer. Um, but it's about a guy is about to kill a woman. He's she's like trapped in a chair. It's like about to stroke midnight. He has to kill her at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. And he just shoots her in the head like right off the bat. Like you're like, what the fuck? Then they fast forward a year to next year and he's on another a dating app and on another date with another girl. So I guess he's like the dating app killer. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, I guess so. Huh? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then he's got, dude, did you notice his fucking teeth? Yeah, like, I noticed Jesus. his teeth. They must have coated that with like syrup or some sort of syrup or something. Oh, it was like they're brown, like coffee stained brown, yeah. like dark, dark brown. It was gross. Um, but his plan was to kill her on this date. She's like, let's go back to my place. And he's like, oh, all right. They go back to his place or her place. And then he's like, she's ready to fuck him like right away. And he's like, hold on. I got to get fixed up. Um, and then he goes in the bathroom and sees like testicles in jars. <laughs> I think it was testicles, right? And eyeballs, a bunch of stuff in jars in her medicine cabinet. Yeah, from other dates, and I then guess. He was getting his chloroform out too, ready to, you know, getting ready to you know, suffocator with the chloroform. Right. Like and he's, then, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's probably just more of like a, the whole trope of like a man doing it and then right. not finding out that it's a woman doing right. it. And then the woman comes in with an ax. It has like that vibe of like nowhere near as good, but like American psycho for some reason mm-hmm. for me. Um, See, and I thought it would have been cool if um, she flips the script on him basically. Right. Right. She's the killer. Right. And they have this like fight and shit, which is pretty funny. And she does a really good job being crazy. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she did. Yeah, And he's like, you you don't know who, how to feel during this segment. You're like, uh, who's the good guy here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost like he deserves it in some way. Did you feel that way? Or? No, I did it okay. because I felt I felt like they both were going to like they found the one like they should be together so they could murder people together. <laughs> But it didn't turn out that way. <laughs> yeah. That one, this one was okay, but it lost the punch because of the one before with Seth right, Green. Right, By the way, I forgot to mention, Seth Green and Claire Grant, who were in that short, uh-huh. she plays his wife. That's his real wife. Oh, is that his real yeah, wife? Yeah, in, in oh, real funny. life, yeah. That's, that must be cool to do. Yeah, I guess so. I, I didn't know, but uh, I thought that was interesting. I was like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the whole fucking thing there. Yep, the end. I like the Easter Bunny <laughs> one. I like the 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 the, the um, Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day one. Yeah, I like the St. Patrick's Day one. I like the the Christmas one. I mean, that was a good one too, for sure. Yeah, the Christmas one was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, the Geester Bunny is just something I've never <laughs> seen before. Yeah, they like, don't even use that term in the movie. doesn't matter. <laughs> That's an I, Alex term. I thought they were all pretty decent, you know? Like, for, for a movie, you know? Like, I thought it was pretty decent for an anthology. So, like, there wasn't any that were just, like, blow you out of the water, but they were also pretty good. Like, they were done well, at least, you know? So Right. But we do have another anthology that we're going to be talking about, and that one is... Holiday Hell from 2019. Where right. can where can you watch this one on? Is it on Amazon Prime? It is on Amazon Prime watch for it. free, or if you have the subscription to mm-hmm. it, yeah. And it is from Uncorked Entertainment, and they do a lot of distribution. They pump out a lot. Yeah, they do. They do, but if you're trying to look for it, you can't find it. Yeah. That's why I mentioned it. So, on Christmas Eve, a woman enters a curiosity shop looking for a last-minute gift. 
There, she meets a mysterious shopkeeper who is played by Jeffrey Combs. And he tells her these horrific stories behind four objects in the shop. As he weaves tales of killer dolls, witches, and psycho Santas, the woman senses she might be in danger. She has until midnight to choose her gift, but will she choose wisely? <laughs> so, and, and it's funny too because like I keep thinking about you were, when you were doing research for the interview uh-huh. of Jeffrey Combs when that he did this part, uh-huh. and the guy was like, "So, what, <laughs> how did that come about?" And he was like, "Well, the the, the great way, the greatest way." He's like, my agent told me about it and said, hey, I got a job. <laughs> it was like, ooh, awkward. Yeah. And the, yeah. That whole interview. You can tell awkward. that it, it, it kind of seemed like he wasn't that interested. <laughs> but it's also kind of a weird question to ask somebody. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes there are stories of how these movies come about. You know what I mean? Right. But, but that this obviously didn't have a very big Jeffrey Combs twist yeah on it he did do a good job though yeah well of course yeah he, well, did he a good always job. does on all of his movies well yeah he's got that certain air about him but you know you could tell this was like a one and done quick thing you right know? right so anyway this anthology it's the narration of which i like it's um four objects mm-hmm. so the first one is a doll face and that is directed by jeff jeff Feigel, and he actually i think this is the only thing he's directed because he usually does uh, cinematography and mm-hmm. he's an electrician and he does makeup and he's done movies uh camera work on a movie called safety not guaranteed oh okay from 2012 uh darkest night from 2013 safety not guaranteed is pretty good actually is it? yeah it's, i think it's the one it. where he's like a time traveler or some shit oh <clears throat> weird uh, the next one that's called I love the title of this one. Wait, wait, wait. So you're you. So that was for which one? Dollface. Uh, the next one is called the hand that rocks the dreidel. <laughs> Such a great name. What a holiday they're talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> it was directed by Jeff Farrell. He's also directed Dead West from 2016, Ghostlight from 2013, and Morella from t- 2008. That was probably one of the better ones, too, huh? Eh, meh. Anyway, continue. Anyway, next one, Christmas Carnage. That's the seg- third segment. Right, the third one. And it was directed by David Burns. Uh, he's a, also a cinematographer, and he's a sound guy. Mm-hmm. So, so he's worked on films like The Follower from 2009 and Dead West from 2006. Oh, we have that movie. Oh, actually, I think one good? of our friends actually worked on that movie. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's funny, because actually the next segment, the fourth one, which is called Room to Let, uh, that was directed by Jeremy Burge, and he also um, helped out in that Dead West Mm -hmm. movie. And he also directed a movie called The Invoking from 2013, and he produced produced a movie called Hunting Grounds from 2015. Okay. Did you know? Did you find a budget on this or all? Or? I did not. I okay. did not find a budget on this, and this anthology doesn't even have a rating on it. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I would assume it's an R, but you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what did you think about this anthology? Jesus, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean this 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 one's pretty spotty for me. Then good, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. It's it's a bit sub average with uh you know some decent names in it obviously those are the 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 hook the the bait so to speak right um 
you know, seeing Jeffrey Combs obviously is great. I didn't think it was like the most amazing role he's ever done or anything. Even the, they even have Joel Murray in this one. And, uh, you know, he's kind of a mixed bag sometimes because he kind of plays it so straight sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen him in like that one movie where he like kidnaps that girl. It's like God Bless America or something like that. It's oh, kind of a funny movie that. if you've not seen it. I always think of him in Scrooge. He he definitely plays the like downtrodden guy oh, pretty yeah, totally. well. Totally. Um but it just this this one suffers from poor dialogue and acting probably the most. Um some of the stories are just okay. Yeah. Most all of them actually they're most of them are below average or just okay. Right. Um but they're not exactly you know, executed well to begin with. So, uh, as I've mentioned with the other anthology before, you know, it's the sum of all its parts. Well, those parts really are bland. Yeah. (laughs) And this one to me. So, I I mean, I have seen worse, you know. It's not, you can, if you watch anthology films, you'll find probably eight out of ten are like, meh. You know what I mean? Because it's big ideas for low budget. Sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's not. Right. But, I sort of I I did like the idea of the shop that they had all these curiosities and Jeffrey Combe tells you the tale of each story. But I mean, the store was okay. Probably it just didn't have any personality. Felt like bare minimum. They should have filmed it in a real curiosity store. Right. They could have like just added stuff and like had her pointed out. Right. Um, I don't know. This one just it felt like you were walking into not like a curiosity shop, but like a mall like fucking thing you know like it just eh. right it just didn't feel right to me but it was i did like the floor anyway sorry the floor yeah you didn't notice oh the black black and white floor yeah (laughs) um but you know it was kind of an interesting choice to use that as their like main story that that kind of unfolds all these other different short stories but these short stories needed to be shorter yeah (laughs) they they were way too long and they didn't need to be Mm -mm. and i think they could have like benefited from doing like one more short and it would have been a much better maybe even two honestly um I don't know. It just didn't have the air or the tension or any kind of vibe going for it. You know, minus one episode, which wasn't amazing by at all, but still far better than the rest. And that's the one with Joel Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That one was fun. It's just been done before. Right. Exactly. So it's been a done lot. a million different ways. Right. But, you know, it's still fun to watch that specific one go down anyway. Right. Because that's just what you want from it. And but, you want to see what difference it's going to be. Yeah, but this one really does suffer a lot more than than it actually entertains me. I honestly would say 3.5. Oh, wow. Out of 10, maybe yeah. 4. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not a... It, probably more so a 3 or 3.5, honestly. Because uh-huh. I don't think I'd ever go back to this one. No, it's, no. You want, when you see Holiday Hell, you're like, yes, another one. And it's like so disappointing. disappointing. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put anybody down in their efforts or whatever. Maybe it just didn't happen like they wanted it to. You know, right. maybe they didn't have the money they this, wanted to make this, it work. This might have been their first attempt. Too. I don't know. So, I mean, you know, they were just like, we want to do something. So well, let's just do it. Most anthologies will take risk with their directors. There's usually people in the industry that are have like a, you know, right. They are interested in that kind of stuff. They're like, hey, you want to give it a shot? Right. You know, so. 
I don't see anything wrong with that. And, oh, no. and, and some people may find it's sh- it's schlockiness fun, but it just, for me, was not even the right kind of schlocky. It, it, right. There was like, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section, but the first segment right off the bat had some lines in it that I was like, oh my God. It was bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was really bad. I mean, we laughed, but right at it. Right. You know, and maybe that's what they wanted. I don't know. Maybe that's what they wanted to do. <laughs> what about you, though? I'm kind of in agreement with you. I probably thought it was worse, but I did really. I like the concepts of yeah. in all the individual stories. They just weren't done well, right? It was poorly executed. I think they had a good idea with the curiosity shop and telling the different stories, and it made me think of. It made me think of Zach Baggins in his haunted museum <laughs> explaining, <laughs> telling the stories of his haunted objects. Because right. I always have to throw, you know, ghost adventures and whatever, whenever I can. But that be uh, that I. Ugh. Well, he's probably one of the best things about the movie. Oh, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the yeah. one of the it segments was... kind of remind me of Puppet Master a little bit, but oh, yeah, not not true. in the best way. Right. Right. So. I really felt the whole anthology didn't even need to be centered around the holidays. Mm-hmm. It could have just been a regular anthology. Yeah, it was almost like a topical. Yeah, it really was. And it had a, again, it was very, especially in this one, it had a lot of tropes, a lot of horror tropes. Well, the two of them, actually, the I take that back because two of them were very uh, holiday centric. But the other two were like, meh. Yeah, but I mean, you could have taken. L- for example, with the one with the doll in it, it could have been any doll. Right. It could have been. Well, anything. we don't want to get into that. We're not. But overall, I gave this a three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I would go down to a two. Yeah. You would never touch this again, really. No. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. But, you know, I do appreciate after reading the, who directed and da da da, it made me, oh, well, you know, they put their best foot forward. Yeah. I mean, you know? it. I don't know. There could be a lot of different reasons why something just didn't work, right. you know, but it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. I definitely have seen a lot worse anthologies than this. Right. Um, but eh, I don't know, man. There's nothing that really stuck out other than the, the Santa one. I would have liked to see oddball holidays. Yeah, I don't know why you know? nobody does that. Like they yeah. like, but I but you would need someone that just writes like really well to like really right. incorporate that. If you're gonna do a holiday thing, you should have each of the segments really like hammer right. home that fucking holiday thing. Right. Like in my opinion, I want a Fourth of July. Like That's this, not the purge. This compared to the other anthology that we watched makes that one look like oh yeah, well, yeah, pure gold. Right. You know what I mean? So. Um, well, I mean, there is, we, we are going to break some of these down in our spoiler section. So if you guys don't want to hear that and you want to skip over and, uh, we'll catch you next week, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to hear it out and just see what we think about some of these things, that's fine too. Uh, but here's your warning. So did you want to go through each one of these? Oh, me? Like I did? Do you have it written down? Yep. I don't have I it. have everything written you down. You do it because you did it, do it better than me. I'm okay. sorry. So Christina wants me to do the the kind of breakdown for it a little bit because she didn't very, write everything down. And Alex is very good. Oh, at, whatever. As everyone knows, he's <coughs> excellent. As he's cursing my name in his head. Because over work, over over thorough me. about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really, what it is? She didn't write it down. <laughs> well, no, no, that's not true. I did write it down, but I'm not as descriptive as you. Okay. Because I'm a short. I'm not. 
I'm, you know, I have a business mind. I don't have a. You're very. Well, that's why I write it down because I'm oriented and I'm very shorthand. Okay. <laughs> well, for segment one, we have Dollface, which is the Valentine's Day holiday episode or segment, and they have. This is by director Jeff Vigil. This is a really, really rough start to this anthology film. Oh, I don't film. know why they started with this. Bunch of kids go to a house where tragedy befell a family to celebrate Valentine's Day. Which is really weird, let me tell you, because they're old enough to be in college, uh-huh. and they're like all hanging out together, which I guess it's like one of those misfit, you know, Thanksgivings kind of thing. Let's you know, go where, hang out with my friends on Valentine's yeah. Day. But everybody are boyfriend. they're all assholes to each other, yeah, like complete assholes. Not even in like the good way, right? Um, but one of the party goers, a girl, invites a couple of guys to come hang out with her deaf friend. Which they added this girl in this movie who is a deaf girl. And we'll get into that in a little bit because I know Christine is bursting at the seams to talk about that. But she invites this couple of guys to come hang out with like seven other people. And one's got a southern ladies man accent. Air quotes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies man. And it's like... He's like, she's like, this girl's macking on him like hard. And she's like fucking, basically, practically, they're fucking everywhere they go. And they go outside and he's like, he's like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) you have to be knee high to get on this ride. Oh my God. And she just starts sucking his cock like right off the bat. Horrible. That is a really bad line, but it's funny in a way, you know, but it just does not work. No. It's not even that I'm offended or anything. It's just, it just, yeah, it did. It it's cringy. It, but it should have been funny, but it wasn't funny in the, like the cadence the, of the dialogue was yeah, really bad. It That's was bad. why it, it was like they were in a rush to get through it more uh, than it was one take, one day. Yeah, get it through, guys. Come on, let's go. Let's go. We only have like, so, you know, so many minutes. Right. But like, it just felt like the jokes were coming too fast for right. it to be even have an impact. Right. So, do you want to talk about the the deaf girl? Oh, okay. I I I did appreciate them putting a deaf girl in this movie. My sister teaches uh, sign language. Right. It's a good so, twist to have yeah. like Oh yeah, totally. You know, I, I, and and inclusive, you know, so that exactly. like it makes it spices it up. So, they're sitting there, you know, talking back and forth to each other and obviously she could read lips, mouth. Yeah. And but as the people she's talking to are talking, the deaf girl's rolling her eyes. And turning away. Yeah. Like, doing the whole teenager thing. And I'm like, how does she know what they're saying? Like, Yeah, I know. She does. You can't know what they're saying if you're rolling your fucking eyes, you idiot. <laughs> it yeah. really pissed me off. It really did. It was, an, it was a, again, it was a rushed thing. Yeah. And I just, I'm saying, like, you know, she wasn't terrible at her role. No. But her timing was way off with those things. Right. Like, that's totally just off. something you think about, like, when you're going to do this role. Yeah. Like, you, you roll your eyes, and maybe she was instructed to do that. And yeah, you're right. It was an overthought, you know, like somebody didn't think it through. Right. But yeah, it was really kind it was of bad. It was bad. It was blinding. It, <laughs> <laughs> horrible, Alex. <I'm> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, but you know, apparently the deaf girl's friend is sisters with the killer in the house who wears this doll mask. It was her sister. Was not creepy in the least. No, the doll mask. No. Yeah. So this girl's face is all fucking jacked up under this doll face, but they don't even fucking show her face right. until so the very even, end. Yeah. So she just looks like a normal girl with a mask on. Right. And it's not even creepy. Right. It was just like, oh, killer, neat. Yeah. Oh. 
There was no tension, no nothing. They even they did include, you know, like uh, a, a like a lesbian scene where of course the girls trying to hit on the other girl, which you know again inclusive, but it was almost like topical. It was topical. Yeah, it wasn't like they did anything Tropey. with it. Yeah, like right. it was just in there for the sake of in there. Right. Um. Unfortunately, and I'm not trying to shit on this movie. I'm just trying to explain. Oh, I am. It's shitty. <laughs> this, this one, the first, this doll face was shitty. Yeah, it was really, that was not a good foot, first foot forward. You know what I mean? No. <clears throat> but yeah, so essentially you find out that the, the, the deaf girl's best friend brought her here. But then it's like, she's like, she's like, well, don't, you know, we killed all these people for you because they're all terrible and you're not. Okay, well, why is your sister wearing the doll mask trying to kill the right. deaf girl to begin right. with? She's like, that's why she killed, because she kills the doll face girl because she was, att- being she attacked. was attacking her. Yeah, like... That doesn't make any sense. It, it didn't make any sense. It was it was just like so glad when it was over. It's like, okay, what else do we have to watch? <laughs> <laughs> what else is this bitch gonna pick out the shop? Well, and the the second the second segment is the the Hanukkah one, and uh, this one's called the Hand That Rocks the Dreidel. That's a great name. It really is, and it's uh, by Jeff Farrell. But they don't even tell you the name of the short until the very end of the yeah weird to the credits. So right. I, th- I really think they could have added that in there to kind of like get you excited, yeah, like, for like, what was going to happen. Exactly. Like I kind of thought it was interesting, but this one's uh, the one that I was kind of excited for because I was like, "Ooh, a killer doll! Like this could be good," you right. know. And they actually do. Do a decent job with it, but it's nowhere near the level of like quality of like Puppet Master. But it's a oh, de- yeah. it's a decent attempt. Um, but they they have this kid who opens up his last Hanukkah gift, and it's an old doll made by a rabbi in Germany. It's like this old one, like obviously that made it through the fucking war, the whole fucking the war and shit. Yeah, and so there's like obviously this mystique about it, and, and it, it's actually a pretty cool looking doll. Like they did some good work on it. Right. Like, I thought the doll looked good. Right. There was nothing wrong with the doll. A lot of the movements, they just kind of like moved it. They yeah, they just kind of moved its yeah. head. They're like, oh, which you know, kind of reminded me of like Puppet Master. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole quiet thing where they just nod their heads and stuff it wasn't really a creepy doll though did you think it was like a creepy doll they, they could have made it creepy if yeah. they would have shot it a certain way but i don't know it just didn't didn't work out for me but but anyway this kid's parents leave him with a babysitter for the weekend on the last day of hanukkah for whatever reason you would think that they would spend that together but okay <laughs> anyway babysitter basically turns out to be some sort of robber who's casing his house for the past three months <laughs> And she's, like, trying to find out when they're leaving so that she can, like, rob them blind. And uh, the kid overhears her plan because she's on the phone with her douchebag boyfriend who, oh, how tropey he is. <laughs> oh. and, and, God, he just, I don't know what to say. Like the, So the boyfriend was in the car talking the to the job. girl. Yeah, and it was, he was getting a blowjob while he was talking to this the girlfriend who he was going to rob the house with. Right. It was, oh. Yeah, terribly done. Yeah, it's almost, and it kind of has a moment there in the movie too, where the doll has a scroll come out of the box that he was in, because the kid gets locked in the bedroom with a a lock on his side. By the way, oh my god, that bugged the shit out of me. Right, so just unlock the fucking door, kid. Right, like that's like a like a like a goof on their part. Yeah, like they picked a a door that had like a a fucking like he could unlock the door at any point in time. Yeah, because what she did was she the baby. 
babysitter was locking him I don't even the think room. there was a the way for her to and lock it on that side. Well, she they had a key. and Yeah, I don't even think there was. They just like showed her moving a key. Like moving her hand like she was using yeah, but a key. It's like, and then he was like, oh, damn it. I don't know how to unlock this I lock. Don't know how I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> but he's like looking through the box. He knocks over the box and the scroll pours out. And he's like, he reads it. It's all in like Hebrew. And it's like... It says, like, you know, I will help you if you need help. Just say this aloud and I'll come and help you. And then the doll comes to life and, like, helps the kid essentially kill everybody and, like, get rid of the bodies. (laughs) Yeah, and get rid of the bodies. uh, Yeah, I love that it actually... He's like, well, can you clean this up? And he's like, yeah, I can do it, kid. <laughs> and then they just show the body getting dragged. Yeah, they put it out <laughs> it in the car. It was so funny. It was kind of cool. The one thing that was really cool in this segment is when, like, the babysitter is freaked out because she gets her her Achilles heel cut. Oh, yeah, that was gross. And she falls down. Oh, no, she, I'm sorry, but it was before she does this, she stabs her boyfriend in the neck. Oh, yeah. Because she thinks there's an intruder coming in the house and she accidentally stabs her douchebag boyfriend in the neck. And that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But then she gets her Achilles heel cut and falls down the stairs dead. And then the the doll drags him out to their car. And the parents come home after that night, like it was like three days later. And they come home and they're like, what happened? He's like, nothing. Had a great time. (laughs) I don't know where they went. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like a smile. It's like, oh, God. Then we have the best segment that comes up next, which is the Christmas Carnage one direct by director David Burns, who has Joel Murray, who is like a crazy down on his luck guy who gets shit on by everybody, dresses up as Santa and kills everybody. Right. Which is pretty fun. He has some pretty bad one-liners, but again, it's so condensed mm-hmm. that the jokes are too frequent and it doesn't really land. Right. 100%, but it's still good. Right. Like, it's still okay. It's, it's like, okay. It was it's slightly above best, average. It's yeah. probably the best one of the bunch. Yeah. It's the one that you would watch this for. Right. But not nearly as good as, you know, carrying the film to the finish line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It carries it for a while, but, you know, um, but he comes home to his wife and tells her he didn't get the promotion. She shits all over him. So instantly you hate his wife. And he's at the Christmas party, uh, apparently, that they're having this year. And the year before, he was so drunk. So he's like been sober for like a year because she was so upset with him for getting shit faced. And uh, so he quit drinking and she just she keeps shitting all over him. And, and her kid's about the only sweet thing to him. Right. Mm hmm. But they go to the new holiday party for his work, and the guy who beat him to the promotion is screwing his wife. And so he walks he, in on him. Yeah, he walks in on him fucking her. And, and that was kind of funny because, like, if you listen to, like, the, the they don't show you. Right. Show him until later. But when he first initially walks in on him, you hear him like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of hurts, but that's okay. It's good. <laughs> you, know, like, you hear that, like, I the, forgot about that. Yeah. Part. It's like, you know, that the, in, the, in the, when they were doing that, he was like, just go for like five minutes, like you're having sex, and I'll just use the best parts. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then they added it in over top of his scene. You know what I mean? Looking uh-huh. in the door. So, but it was funny. That part is just funny to me. Right. Um, but this is where he kind of snaps because like earlier in the short, he's at work and he doesn't get the promotion, but his boss is really nice to him. He's like, you're a hard worker. Sorry, you didn't get the promotion, but he has something you don't have. Mm-hmm. And here's some pills that we're going to be working on and testing out. I need you to do some some marketing for this. If you can, here you go. He gives him the pills. Which were Tic Tacs. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, they really were. And they didn't even hide it. Like he opens the pill bottle. 
pill bottle and pours them onto the counter and they're like, you know, Tic Tacs, they make that noise. Tic Tac, Tic Tac. Yeah. And then he put the damn pills in his mouth and he started chewing on them like fucking Tic Tacs. They sounded like Tic Tacs in his mouth. It was like so, that bothered me. I don't know. know, Whatever. It just, you know, like I was like, at this point, I was already over it. You know what I mean? But like, I was just like, let's just see some carnage. But he gets shit faced at the local bar and like gets kicked out while he because he takes these pills while he's drunk. And I mean, the guy probably finishes three bottles of fucking liquor Uh in the whole time. Um, But anyways, he sees a hardware store across the street and he's like, ah, good opportunity to grab some fucking tools and kill people because <laughs> he kills a guy out out the back of the bar, the bartender, the bartender, yeah. the Rob Zombie wannabe. Yeah, <laughs> he, he kills him out back and you see like the, the him smacking his head with the bat, which is kind of funny. funny. Yeah, it's funny. Sees the hardware store, gets a fucking Santa bag full of like fucking murder weapons and goes to work and starts killing everybody off while fucking. Like goes on a joke spewing puntastic hardware using <laughs> killing spree. It was puntastic, wasn't it? It was very puntastic, <laughs> but it was uh, punishing to my ears as well. But it, yeah. it was fun enough. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and that ends how you would think it ends. He just wanders off, doesn't he? He doesn't die or anything. I think it didn't they say he got hit by a car because when you go back to the him narrating the story about how he got the Santa suit um he was saying yeah I think he got hit by a car oh and then he died I think I was taking too many notes at that point no yeah because uh he got the Santa suit for the shop from right. the mortuary okay which the blood stains on it didn't match because no like he killed all these people but his suit is like completely clean pretty much it just only had a little bit of blood on the the white fur. Right. Well, he kills his wife, Santa's, too, right? Right. He, the, yeah, that was the last scene. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, sorry, honey. I know your mom's, you love her, but she's dead now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So then the last segment, which is the one that ties all the segments together with Jeffrey Combs, where he's the shop owner and everything that you've been seeing throughout the whole fucking anthology. He's uh, telling the story about this girl's ring, who she's been trying to find something for her sister this whole fucking time. And he sees this moon and the star ring on her finger. And he's like, oh, I've seen you before. And then he's like, I've seen that ring before because he had sold it in the store because you find out later he killed her sister. Mm-hmm. And she's coming back to get to bring her back to life because he also had the sister school, right? Which, which, why? What was the whole story I that they go know. back to? It gave me a headache. <laughs> but they they went back. A girl stays at like a bread and bed and breakfast place where she like pays to to live there in a small town with a husband and wife in the country, and the whole town is like weird and like. Mm-hmm. Children of the Corn vibe, you know, or, you know, what is that other one, you know, where it's just the whole town is fucked up and weird. Right. And you know, something's Ca- up. Castle Rock. Yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. very much. But, the you know, they, they sort of, um, the, the couple captures this girl, and this is in the past. This is her sister. They capture this girl to have a, a baby by donating her head to the goddess or something like Oh, that's Sacrifice. what it was. Some, some, this girl was not the sister of that girl in the shop. She's just some random girl who got her head cut off. And so the 
other lady could get pregnant with her. Right. And the child that she birthed is the sister right. of the girl who's in the shop. Right. Long story short, they resurrect her from her skull and the blood of the shop owner, Jeffrey Combs, and she comes back as an albino or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. It was her twin. She's dead as fuck. Sister. All these know. all these goth kids come out of nowhere. Yeah. Older goth kids, Dude, I like, swear to God, like, I was like looking for people I knew in the scene, like, you know, across the country. <laughs> I was it like, was there's got to be somebody that I know in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think the guy with the top hat, like, uh-huh. looks really familiar. He does. He did. He did look familiar. I, I don't know. He was just that standard. It's um, totally goth and, and goth. industrial punk kids, you know, right. like, you know, like, and that was totally our scene. So it's like, I feel like, I feel like that I guy looks. I relate, man. <laughs> I, I swear to God, he looks really familiar. But um, I mean, that was cool. But yeah, yeah. it was pretty. Meh. Yeah. It was not yeah. a good ending. Yeah, it wasn't a good ending. They shouldn't have. They just should have like, oh, I'll buy this. And then they should have. They shouldn't have done all this culty, sacrificial, resurrecting. It just shit. didn't. It didn't put a bow on it. It just kind of like kicked it out the door. And so, yeah. put, hey, hopefully this gets to its destination. Like, <laughs> and it somehow happenstance made it onto fucking. And then what did this have to do with the holidays? I don't know. Like, like that's what, what I. That it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. Who Actually, gives a fuck? it was the night before Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve was tomorrow, and she was like, her family opens up her presents the night before. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's their crazy. holiday tradition. But yeah, it's just a, a, I don't know, man. Like, if you guys have seen it, and like, I'm not trying to shit on it or anything like that. But I'm, I it, maybe there are some people that have a stomach for it. For me personally. It's just after watching Holidays, it was like a complete like winner in my mm-hmm. you know opinion. Like right off the bat, I knew I was like, "Yep, this one's going to be a little bit hard to sit through." <laughs> um, it has its moments, but yeah, have you guys seen these movies? Have you? I mean, the one just came out, so like I said, you can watch Holidays on Netflix right now, which I highly recommend, and you can watch Holiday Hell to see if I'm full of shit or I suck. Or whatever. <laughs> it's just our opinions, you know. Right. It doesn't mean that it's true. Everybody has a different opinion. So, you know, hopefully we can kind of give you an idea of whether or not this would be something that you would like. And, hey, you never know. Maybe you should just watch them anyway just to support them anyway. Right. You know, check them out. I think every time you watch a stream of a movie, as long as you watch an hour consecutively, when you reach a consecutive hour, that's when they get paid full on oh. a stream. They get a whole 20 cents? Yeah, when it's like when it's like Hulu, Amazon Prime, right. and fucking Netflix, not fucking Spotify. like these. No, 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 no. I'm talking about it's not one of these illegal streaming sites. Oh, okay. I see what they you're don't saying. get paid for oh, that. Oh, yeah, they don't. They don't. Yeah, they don't even barely get paid for the streams that they have on Amazon Prime. So, right. you know, but um, but at yeah. least their work is out there. Yeah. I mean, and, we're, I, and we're hating it. Yeah, well, I don't know about hating it. Like they, I, I hated Howling Four and Seven. Right. You know, besides you know the one cool scene in Four, which made it a two. I think it was like a two out of ten. And then the fucking Howling Seven was just like a one. Like I don't know. And we and you still talk about it. Yeah, I will always. You know, always. Because I just it's I couldn't believe thing. I made it through that whole franchise. But right. And this was kind of a similar similar experience <laughs> for Holiday Hell. <laughs> so, except it was more enjoyable than those two movies. So. so, since we did these holiday movies, yeah, are we taking are we taking next week off for the holiday? I think yeah, I think we're going to be taking a week off. 
Uh, let's see here. Let's look at the calendar, guys. Um, so this comes out on the 16th, and then we'll have off for the 23rd through the 30th, and then we'll come back on the 30th. And do you want to talk about your movies of the year? No, I'm going to wait a week or so into the new year um, to talk about the 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 movies, because okay. I like... I like to watch all the way up to the buzzer. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? When I do my top 2019. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't want to fucking just shitbag it. Plus, I need to rewatch a lot of them to mm-hmm. see where they all fall in line from 1 to 10, you know, from 10 to 1, you know, because right. we'll do it backwards. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to see if maybe some of the writers want to do their top 10, 10 or 5 picks on um, the, the website. website. So. If you guys are interested, I'll try to wrap that up and see if they've they've got some picks for them. Um, you know, 10 is a lot. And I usually do like, you know, like runner ups, like ones that you should still check out, even though they didn't make the top 10. Right. So ones that stood out for me and that were kind of on the I, I even in my notes, I have it on the fence. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's what I call them. But they were still notable. Um, but, you know, we'll get into that more when we talk about it. But next week we will not be here. We will be returning on the 30th um, after the holiday because we're going to be spending with our family. Most people aren't going to see it. Listen to it anyway. And uh, we might even have a small episode on the 30th, too. But, you know, maybe we'll just do one movie. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to do just one movie that'd be cool and then we'll come back full swing do some movies that i've been wanting to do we got some new shit in the fucking uh, mail we got amityville like some movies from amityville that i've been wanting to do that i needed to finish up but i had to wait until they fucking came in the mail um they came out in october but i ordered them with tammy and the Mm t-rex so now i gotta wait (laughs) but anyway what's the secret word for or phrase jeezer bunny yeah totally bunny Jester Bunny. So, however you can spell that, J E E S T E R Bunny, Jester Bunny, or G E A S T E R. But I was thinking of Jesus, Jester Bunny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jester Bunny. Bunny, figure it out. But I would love to hear from you guys. Have a happy Christmas. Yeah, holiday. have a very merry Christmas and a happy holidays to you guys. I hope that you get to spend it with someone, regardless if you celebrate or not. Spend some time with some friends or do something fun. Uh, and if not, just listen to our episodes and uh, tell us how awesome we are because, yep. yeah. Because you should. Because we love you. Yep. <laughs> Bye. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming by. And as always, long live the boys.